Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Are you considering hiring a team of experts offshore? We all know that this option can give you a lot more bang for your buck, but does it really? The communication challenges, cultural differences, and time variations may prove too much for some entrepreneurs. So it's important to consider this is an option only when your organization has the tools and structure to support a successful communication of expectations. When aligned with company values, these hires can bring the added diversity that is needed to fuel innovation. I'm Rick Gerard and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and business leaders win the right hires. We do so by sharing insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, game changers, and industry experts like our guest today, Mr. Eris Vern. He is the founder of Alfinder. Eris started programming at 14. While in college, he started an algorithm-based company which solved the problem of internet filtering called APKN. The company was acquired two years later. Congratulations. And then after the exit of APKN, Eris discovered a flaw within the multidisciplinary field which intersects marketing, data, and behavioral analysis. So he founded Alfinder to be the most flexible behavioral data analysis solution enabling industry leaders to predict market behaviors and learn audiences. He currently leads a team of 11 talented offshore employees who have been extraordinary since day one. So he's here to share his story on how he has been able to do this, which is what makes Eris the perfect expert for today's topic. Eris, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Thank you so much. Today, we're going to discuss why and when to hire offshore talent and then how to effectively acquire the right teams for your company. Right. What's the challenge today that most companies are finding? I'm finding that a lot of organizations have this challenge where they want to save money, so they hire offshore, right. and they don't have the structure in place to, to right. actually do it effectively. Exactly. One of the biggest challenges that we face today is that most founders are not technical founders. That does not mean that your idea is not good or can't be proven. It's just that you're not uh, maybe a technical founder with that background. So you're going to face a lot of challenges, whether hiring on offshore, offshore, doing contract-based work. Also, the costs, the the commitments, the legal issues and all that just tie into you. Most of the time, forget about your idea and not pursue it because you feel you're going to hit a wall since you're not able to prove the idea or create the software or solution that you're going after. Sure. That brings up a really good point. There's a lot of non-technical founders who have this great idea for like an app Mm-hmm, or something right. they want to build. And I meet one of them at probably every networking meeting. Well, I'm, you know, I'm trying exactly, to figure out how to exactly. look. It's all great that you want to develop something, but if you don't have the technical chops, don't hire offshore. Exactly. That's right. Even to some degrees, even if you're personally not a technical founder, even hiring onshore is going to be a huge challenge for you. Even from recruiters talking to them or doing your own research and stuff, since you're not able to determine the value and qualities of the candidates, it's going to be a challenge. More often than not, it's going to lead to failure. So it's better to have a technical person or a founder or a co-founder on your team, or even an advisor would be enough for them to help you on the hiring process, and then you can take it from there. So this is really a message for technical founders, how you can do it effectively. So if you're not a technical founder, let's say 
you're building a marketing organization mm -hmm. and you're a strong marketer, you can still do it. Absolutely. This is where the role of co-founders come in. You don't have to be an expert when a new idea comes to mind and then you do actually go after co-founders and build a team. They were not built for this idea for sure, but they have the capabilities and the backgrounds in their field that could definitely help you with your own idea. Yeah, definitely. Bring on a co-founder if you're not that yeah, technical Yeah, that, that, that would be the best option. So why is this important to a company that you look at the option of hiring offshore? Why was it important to you? Well, one of the biggest advantages of hiring offshore is cost effectiveness. You do get a lot done with so much less money. So it's more efficient in many ways. The process, you're not going to face any issues in terms of time or anything else. So it all comes down to numbers and it's going to save you a lot of money. Another aspect is the commitments and again, the legal issues, the hiring process and so on, the hiring, the firing, the rates, all the packages, options. In general, in terms of your accounting, it's going to be way simpler just to handle an offshore team rather than having everybody onshore. Yeah, and if you're handling an offshore team, I would imagine you're writing one check every month. And exactly. that's pretty much it, right? And so. this, is, this is also brings us to another point that it's best for you to go after an agency to find the offshore team, not hiring like individuals, simply because it's really difficult for you to find three separate like small teams or individuals that are even good at what they do, but it would be really difficult for you to connect them. So even when you go forward and you're trying to find an agency though, right? Mm -hmm. It's still somewhat of a transactional process where essentially you have work that needs to get done. You're going to pay X amount. Mm -hmm. It's really about getting those deliverables on time. Let's face it. Even the agency, if they are focusing on development aspects, like the agencies specifically in technical and like coding development and stuff, they are still selling a product to you, the process, whatever they're offering to you. So again, getting back to the previous point, having a co-founder, having a technical person on your team would greatly help for you just to balance the quality of the agency, just to see if that agency is the right fit for you. So it's important that you have some sort of cadence on a right, daily basis exactly. that you set up. Yes. Now, is this something that the agency usually drives or are they like you drive this? It's up to you. Normally, they want you to give the chance to them. It depends on how far you're into your development process, into your journey of building the software, mostly or the app or the idea that you have. For the beginning, you could let them take that. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find a link to order Healing Career Wounds, which is available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all your favorite book buying places. Store. <laughs> your favorite bookstore. <laughs> right. I don't know why I'm having trouble buying the word stores. All right. Let it be your secret weapon to landing great hires. Our guest today is Eris Vern. He is the founder of Alfinder. And we're talking to him a little bit about hiring offshore and how to be successful at it. So we've talked about why it's important. Let's talk about how to do it successfully because a lot of people have failed at this miserably, right. including myself. I've actually hired offshore and I've hired individuals and it has not worked out very well. Let's get through that and see how we can fix that. Yeah, let's fix that. All so, right. So, so you said stop hiring individuals. <laughs> that, <that's... laughs> I got the slap on the hand already. First thing first, I do suggest that you go through the process from an agency. So do not hire individuals. That diminishes your opportunities to scale. It would be very difficult for you to connect individuals around the world, let's say. Even if they are in the same region, it's impossible. Even 
right now that we're doing remote work, the agency gives you the advantage of everybody's on the same team. They might not be working from the same location, but they are on the same team. So the agency does some uh, checks on their employees, which are your employees. So the team is established. It's not separate individual. So you want to find them that are all working for one agency. How do I find an agency? How do I determine which one's going to be the right agency for me? Well, you just have to ask the right questions based on your needs. If you're developing an app, there are agencies that only focus on apps. If you're building a custom software for commercial, let's say, or for machinery, or again, with data analysis, there are agencies that focus on that specific aspect of development. What if I'm looking for marketing help or like a virtual assistant team? To be specific, there are agencies that do a lot of things. They have different departments. But for development aspect, I find it doing development offshore, even like before COVID, a lot of teams in the U.S., they were doing like not offshore, but remote work. So that's just taking it another step further away. In terms of marketing and stuff, again, if you are a professional in your field, it would be very easy for you to find the agency and the people. Got it. So first step is what? Find the agency and then see if they are aligned with your needs. Again, whether you're developing an app or a custom software or data analysis solution, they have to be proficient. Their candidates, their team, their um, establishment should have worked in that area before. They should have some experience, some resume in that development area. And then it would give you an upper hand because they have done it before. And then the best thing for you to do is the agency is technically a recruiting company. They have some softwares in order to track their candidates, but they provide the candidates to you. You interview them and then you hire them. So they are your employees, but then you also have the agency in terms of monitoring and then keeping the team in check because you're not there physically, but they are. The first step, let me go back, was determine what you need. Second one is identify an agency. Right. In determining what you need, you being a technical founder, you had a pretty good layout Mm -hmm. of exactly what you needed. For you to build your software, what do you need typically right off the bat? Let me answer this from a perspective of not being a technical founder. And if you don't even have a, let's say, technical Technical co-founder, right? You have to focus on the product from the consumer's perspective. You have to see what features you want on the app. Very, very low level. You want to see how you want it to look, what problem you want to solve and all of that. Now, when you do become a technical founder, then you look at details. You maybe want the development stack to be developed with a specific micro managing like software or servers, databases, different stacks and stuff. So you do have the power to monitor those things and tell them this is how I want it to be built. But if not, you should not worry about it. You should just worry about the features and the outcome. Okay. You probably need somebody from a marketing perspective or IUX perspective, or is that something you're hiring as well? You do need those, but I wouldn't suggest at least for the beginning to go offshore with that. Let's find somebody onshore that they can give you suggestions. You don't have to hire them. Maybe an advisor would be more than enough or a small co-founder who can lead you in the right direction. Got it. Your co-founders or the people you bring on should be your key people who are actually managing this team. That's a great point. A lot of us forget it. So you've identified an agency. We just went through that. What are the pitfalls of dealing with the agency? I mentioned this before. They do normally brag about their software in terms of they give you a dashboard that you can track your team. 
But I think you still have to ask a lot of questions. Doesn't matter if you're a technical co-founder or not. You're at the end of the year, you're just hiring some people, right? Yeah. So you have to ask, how do I monitor them if they're off work, if they're on work? How do I monitor their progress, their productivity, and all the measures that go into a simple person working? It doesn't have to be technical or like coding specific. Any type of work has some measure in terms of productivity that you could gauge, right? You could understand if somebody's working enough or they're just skipping hours, they're just saying they're working. I think it's easy to monitor, but it's best for you to maybe get a demo or ask a specific question from the agency to see how you would, after you hire them, be able to like monitor them. But what systems do I need to have in place as a founder before I actually hire them? So I need to have my project management pretty right. tight mm-hmm. and I need to have communication tools in place. Right. Exactly. Well, besides that, that's the whole point of you going offshore. You don't want to get into more hassles or get your work hectic. You want to let that off to another team offshore, preferably, so you have more time focusing on the business aspect or financials or other things that your business has. Got it. So let's talk about the third point, which is interviewing and hiring. So let's talk about the interview process itself. What have you found have been challenging in that initial interview process? First off, I think founders should not, or the technical aspect of your co-founders, should not get intimidated because they are an offshore team. This happens a lot and I've I've had these problems before. So you think because they're offshore, they're like different, but they're not. Specifically like in technically like coding and stuff, they are the same as somebody onshore. They're just in another location. You're reaching out to them because of other aspects, because of financials, not because you want something to be done faster or you think it's going to be done easier or faster. Well, you're just trying to, treating them like another remote worker. Exactly. Okay. Now, the challenge arises, I've seen like co-founders, technical people, or go after the interviews thinking it's different than going in an interview locally, but there are pro and cons. So first off, I think you should set the bar in terms of your expectations, in terms of the questions that you want to ask. Just set the interview environment as you would do normally. You shouldn't do something. No, you should hold a high bar, especially in the beginning. This is so critical. So you should not hire just because somebody has eight years of this or four years of that. Absolutely. Regardless of where you're hiring, right? Or who you're hiring, keep your norms in place and do however you would do it normally. Now, the second aspect is that ask technical questions rather than cultural questions. I know this is somewhat opposite of what we preach in the the States, (laughs) especially in the States. We think culture is important and it is. If you're building a team internally, you're living with them on a daily basis. You're communicating, you're demanding work, they're asking questions, they have needs. The interactions are so much that you have to focus on the cultural aspects as well. You have to know if they are fit for your culture and environment that you want to set up. But when they're offshore, that aspect, that dimension almost doesn't exist and you should not focus on it. That's just spending time where it's not needed. But it does exist because they're going to have to communicate with you. They're going right. to have to interact with people so that there is some piece of that cultural aspect that still needs to be in Yes, play. that could be regulated. But in terms of you determining a proficiency of a candidate based on their cultural intricacies, I think it's not a good hiring habit for an offshore team. I think it's really important that you dig down deep on what the person's accomplished at least. Yeah. This is another point, a specific point that you have to ask as much technical questions as possible. You have to bring on your technical co-founder or an advisor or whoever you have to ask technical questions based on the answers, results of the technical questions. Then you could determine you also have the resume. Then you could determine 
who this person really is. Well, also looking at the impact of the projects that they've worked on. Absolutely. So what specifically, you don't need to be technical to ask somebody, walk me through the project. Exactly. And exactly. what specifically did you do? Tell me the steps on how you got to the end result. I will tell you, you will find really quickly that some people will try to bullshit their way through that. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's easy to pick out when they can't tell you exactly how they did things. That that mostly happens just looking at resumes. And that's why you ask questions off top of somebody's resume to find out what was it exactly they do because they're putting bullet points, but you do want to see how they did it and why they did it. You want to find the purpose and that gives you a good idea of if the person is actually qualified for the job. So if one of your corporate values is that collaboration is a huge piece of the business, and that's a corporate value. Mm -hmm. So why would you not want to identify whether or not somebody's going to be collaborative in that interview process? Well, you would. The thing is, asking technical questions has other behavioral aspects to it attached. You could understand if somebody is talkative or if somebody is a liar or somebody... You could understand those things and you do not have to be a technical founder to just understand simple human interactions, right? And big tip-offs are like, well, we did this, we did that. Exactly. Well, what did you do specifically, right? It's really important that you drill down Mm -hmm. into those. So these are regardless of you're doing like a technical hire or even hiring like an HR team that there's no technical coding stuff involved. So those things aside, one thing that I do want to mention is language barrier. This is huge. I think if you find a perfect candidate for your position that they have language barrier, that you should move on. You should not hire them. Just because the person is qualified technically does not make them qualified for the job. Or to represent your organization. I mean, you're going to spend all, a lot of time exactly. trying to get, convey that information. Exactly. They also have to communicate with other team members, and it's going to become a challenge just to work with. That's very true. So then you've identified somebody. How are you doing going about the hire? It's pretty much, hey, this is our budget. Is this person willing to take the job? So you lay out what you need. You talk to them. Like normally you're hiring somebody, and they see if they're a good fit or not, then you either hire them or not. Now, are you setting 90-day performance metrics for each person? These all depends on, yes, you absolutely could. Most of the time, the agencies do offer these things, so they handle these aspects for you. It's a benefit for you going through an agency again and not hiring individuals. You get these perks, let's say. The agency tries to take care of you so you don't have to worry about these things. Yeah, at the same time, though, I think it's your responsibility to make sure that you have the benchmarks in place for what is this person going to accomplish mm-hmm. for the first week? Exactly. You know, Th- this goes back to the monitoring weeks. aspect. They're going to say you have a dashboard to see how you monitor, but you have to see how are they going to measure it. How do you measure productivity as an agency for my employee? Because I'm not there. I don't have this software in place. I can monitor them every day. I want to see how do you monitor the productivity and report to me. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that means taking the time to understand that. Yeah, You know, absolutely. understand, like, how am I going to know in 30 days whether or not this person is a successful hire? Mm-hmm. The goal is to not go into a hire and then fall back into, because I have a 90 days or 30 days, I can just simply fire them. Of course you could, but you're going to waste a lot of time. It's best to go through the interview process in great details. And then if something 
falls out of place or goes wrong, then you do have the option of finding another candidate. Yeah, I get that, but that's costly. You don't want to have you to don't, back. You, you, you want don't to avoid that at all yeah, costs. You, you want to avoid that at all, absolutely. And that's why I think having those performance metrics in place so that everybody understands expectations. Exactly. Again, this is more for the entrepreneurs and the hiring managers because we don't do that. We don't sit down and go, no. here's how I know in two weeks this person's successful. Right. So you could set goals, even if you're not a technical founder, be like, I want this done. I want this aspect of the project done by this time. Nothing unreasonable. Again, you could talk to other technical people just sure. to get an idea or do some research. I'm sure like even Googling these things could give you a good idea of how long a project could take. That's the interview and the hire. What's the fourth piece? The last section is when you do want to hire them or after you hire them. And then now they're getting started to work for you. You're communicating often at the beginning, I'm guessing, just for you to get to know them. You hire them. They're not on contract. They are technically on contract. They're your employees, but they work for somebody else. So it is a contract employee. Right. But it's not a contract in terms of they're not working on specific sub projects of your no, whole but you're software. working they're working on your project for a determined amount of time they're still really a contractor there's not a limit after you hire them in terms of time so they're your hires until you fire them or they quit so technically they are an employee of yours but they are somewhere else legally binding they are through an agency so everything's good you don't have a problem in terms of i don't know, like taxes and stuff in the states now, one of the suggestions that I have for non and technical founders going after offshore teams after you hire them, you have to eliminate or at least limit the amount of internal news that you share with them. Because of the cultural differences, they might not get it simply or they might not know what to do with it. So what do you mean? Like if you're a transparent organization and you share well, you financial transparent, data or something yes, like that? Yes, but, but you, you shouldn't share details as you would do internally. If you have an internal team, specifically like if you're a startup of maybe 150 people or less, then everything and your transparent startup, then you can't really hide anything. But with an offshore team, there's a bridge in communication which you could cross or you could not. Does it cause problems if you share too uh, much data? In terms of causing problems, yes. At the end, maybe nothing major, but the fact that they cannot comply or understand maybe the meanings of those news, whether it's an achievement or a loss, they can't have sympathy with with you or the company that you have. So it's more of a distraction to them rather than um, something okay. that could be helpful. So what is the information you don't want to share with them? If you're a startup going through huge rounds of funding or gaining a huge section of the market, any achievement, any big losses, you should avoid or should limit telling them. They're going to find out, well, you're the founder or you're the project manager handling the team. You do reflect what's going on in the company. But I think you should be more focused on the job that they're doing rather than communicating as they were an onshore team. But I would think that they would be proud of the fact, and maybe it's a cultural thing, I don't mm -hmm. know, but I would think that they would be proud of the fact that, hey, look at the company just got a huge round of funding. Now we're, and we brought on a bunch of yes, customers and a, I was part of building well, that. Well, that's a very good point. For short term, yes, but long term, this has been my experience after a certain amount of time, the person knows they are not going to have a long future with you. Uh, and okay. this is going to affect their mentality, I believe. Oh, okay. Right. Got so it. after a certain amount of time, you're not going to. Also, if you are growing fast, you are going to put more focus on an onshore team. It's not that you're going to 
eliminate your offshore team but you're going to at least have a 50 50 team or a hybrid team and an offshore team onshore team you're going to find a balance the main reason that you go after hiring an offshore team is because you don't want to handle the costs the tax stuff the commitments and all but if you're growing then i'm sure you don't have that much problem with yeah all right, shoot, we're getting pretty close on time. Right. Um, Eris, what would be two or three key takeaways you can give the audience so they can plug into their business today? First thing first, I think you should hire fast and fire faster. Do not feel limited in terms of if the person is not working good, they're not complying with your needs, they can't work with your standards, whether they're high or low, then you have to move on. And the agency is there to help you with this process. They can help you change a team member or fire them simply. You don't have to worry about anything afterwards. It's easy to do. Another thing is that try to focus on the features, especially if you're not a technical founder or if you don't have that much experience. Even technical founders, we don't know being a technical founder myself we don't know how the market is going to react so it's best to focus on the software on the outcome rather than the people who are building it you have a project manager in place that they're handling the team now you just see the result this is the app now you see if this is a good app you don't have to think oh who's behind it or why didn't they do this you'd be like okay this is not a feature that i want or it's not working properly Thanks so much for your time investment Absolutely. today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way in which members of our audience can reach you? Find out you can more contact about me through LinkedIn. My email is also there. Feel free to send me a message or send me an email. I'll be quick to respond. And how do they find your company? Um, Alfinder, alfinder.com. Perfect. All right. I want to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team, Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please review, share, and like. After all, this show's for you, so feel free to send us all the feedback so we can make it better as well. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or you can drop me an email at rick at stridesearch.com. Tune in next Tuesday. Our guest is going to be Berud Sheath. He is the co-founder and CEO of Gupshop. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to recruitment success. Rick Gerard.